Good day, America. Welcome to the Carter Report, and thanks for joining us. This program is the continuation of that tremendous meeting on the occult. Millions of Americans out there believe that they are in contact with the dead. Now, what spirits are they really talking to? Are they talking to the spirits of their dead loved ones, or are they talking to the spirits of demons? This program is going to give you the answer. The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. I'm going to show you how he impersonated a prophet. Page 305, 1 Samuel 28, 3 to 16. Please turn to it with me. Please turn to it. 1 Samuel chapter 28, and we're going to look at verse 3 and onwards. 1 Samuel, I think it's chapter 28. It's a long passage. We're going to read it slowly. We're going to talk about it. We're going to ask God to help us to understand it. Then we're going to ask God for grace to accept the message of it. 1 Samuel 28, verse 3 says, let's read this together. Now Samuel, he was the prophet, he was what? Come on, Samuel had what? Samuel had died. The KJV says, now Samuel was dead. Now Samuel had died. All Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and spiritists out of the land. You know why? God said those people were under the curse of God and they had to be put out of the land. So if anybody here is tied up with spiritism, you better start to think and stay to the close of the meeting. Don't run out in case you're going to hear something. Stay to the close if you're tied up in spiritism. Verse 4, then the Philistines gathered together and came and encamped to Shunem. So Saul gathered all Israel together and they encamped to Gilboa. And so Saul goes to God, this man who has committed the unpardonable sin, and God doesn't answer him. And so he goes to a witch. Verse 7, then Saul said to his servants, find me a woman who is a medium. That's what people say in America and in Australia that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, In fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. They said, We've got one lined up for you, the lady down the road at Endor. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothes. You know, he didn't want her to know he was the king. And he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. The devil always does his deeds at night time. And he said, Please conduct a sea ants for me. And bring up for me the one I shall name for you. Then the woman said to him, Look, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the spiritists from the land. Why then do you lay a snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, Whom 
shall I bring up for you? Whom do you want me to bring up from the dead? And he said, bring up Samuel for me. And the Bible says Samuel was dead. Remember that. Okay. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman spoke to Saul saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. And the king said to her, Do not be afraid. Now that's interesting. Do not be afraid. What did you see? Answer me the question, ladies and gentlemen, in this great theater tonight. Did the king at this stage see this thing? Now come on. Did he see this thing? No, he did not. Because the woman saw something, but the king said, What are you seeing? The king did not see this. Okay, what did you see? And the woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit descending out of the earth. Now the king didn't see it, but the woman did. And she was a spiritualist. And he said, so he said to her, What is his form? What is the form of this spirit? And he didn't see this thing. And she said, An old man is coming up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived, didn't see, perceived with his mind that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Get the context. Here is a seance chamber. Here is the apostate king of Israel. And here is the witch of Endor. And the witch prays and she brings up a spirit being that the king does not see. Remember that. The king does not see this being. And he says, describe this being to me. And she says, an old man is coming up and he is covered with a mantle and the king perceives it is Samuel. That makes it suspect for a start, doesn't it? It makes it very suspect because tonight there are thousands, maybe even millions of Americans in Christian churches who are doing the same thing and they're going to end up, my friend, the same way that Saul went because he committed suicide the next day. Read on. Verse 15, Now Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Well, that's strange because most of the churches say that he went to heaven. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? But now he's coming from the wrong place. Now I'm saying it seriously. And he's a prophet. But if he is in the wrong place, he should have been glad. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed, for the Philistines make war against me. Verse 16, Then Samuel said, Why then do you ask me, seeing the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to suggest to you now, and then I'm going to prove it to you in a moment from the Word of God, that this was not the prophet Samuel. And I'm going to prove this to you on a number of, of facts. Number one, no witch 
in contact with the devil can bring up a prophet of God. Did you hear that? If you believe that was a prophet of God, if you believe that was Samuel, then my friend, the devil is stronger than your God. But nobody would here believe that. It's absurd. And there is another reason which is very, very strong in the Bible. The Bible says that Samuel was dead and I'm going to show you now that the prophet was sleeping in the grave awaiting the resurrection. Now that's what I'm going to prove to you. And if this is so, you're going to see, my friend, why this subject tonight is, is so dynamic and why so many people are afraid of it. But tonight you're going to see it and you're going to walk out of here and say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. And I'll say amen. Come down to page 655, Ecclesiastes 9, 5, and 6. Ecclesiastes, do you find this interesting? Do you find the Bible interesting? Well, if you find this interesting, it is nothing like the subject on the mark of the beast that's coming up. Man alive. As they say here in Texas, you ain't seen nothing yet. Ecclesiastes 9, verses 5 and 6. Ecclesiastes 9, verses 5 and 6. The words of Holy Scripture. Some people say these are just the words of a man. These are the inspired words of a man, inspired by God. Ecclesiastes 9, 5 and 6 says, For the living know that they will die. But the dead know nothing. That's what the Bible says. The dead know nothing. Verse 6, also their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished. Now look, I'm going to come over here to the blackboard. And we're going to put up the words of Scripture on the blackboard. You notice this carefully because your soul may hang upon this point. You need to know this. And you need to have the facts of the Word of God firmly fixed in your mind tonight, and I want to be as helpful as I can. The Bible says, not John Carter, not some church, but the Bible says, the dead, D-E-A-D, the dead, no, nothing. They are the sacred words of God's prophet. The dead know nothing. My friend, that is not faith. That is not feeling. That is a fact. But I'm going to put my faith in that tonight. You see? The Bible says the dead know nothing at all. And if this is so, my friend, then this great prophet of God knew nothing at all because he was sound asleep. You see? He was sleeping, and Jesus said he was sleeping. I want you to come to the greatest authority, an authority greater than the book of Ecclesiastes. I want you to come to an authority greater than the apostles. I want you to come to the greatest authority in the universe, Jesus Christ. Come over now to page 1046, John 11. 11 to 14. Come over. This may not be what you have been taught, but I tell you, my friend, it is the truth. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 11 and verse 11 down to 14. John chapter 11 
11 down to 14. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everybody turned to it. John 11, these things he said. And after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, said Jesus. But I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death. And then you come down to verse 14. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Did you get that? The Bible says, Jesus said, Lazarus is sleeping. Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. As far as the Word of God is concerned, and we proved it last night, my friend, the prophet of God and the saints of God are sleeping, waiting the coming of Jesus Christ, waiting the resurrection, waiting for Jesus to come and say, Awake, awake, ye that sleep in the dust of the earth, and awake and come to the resurrection. Wake up, you say. The Bible says the prophet Samuel was sleeping. Come over now to page 1063, Acts chapter 2, 34. Acts chapter 2. I don't know any subject in the Bible as plain as this subject. Acts chapter 2, verse 34. I've gone through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation looking for these texts. And my friend, everything I find is a great consistency. And it tells me the dead are sleeping, waiting the coming of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Acts 2, verse 34. The Bible says, For David did not ascend into the heavens. Answer me. Is David in heaven? If David's not in heaven, was Samuel in heaven? My friend, that being who was brought up by the witch of Endor was not the prophet. That being, my friend, that the witch of Endor was deceived by and that Saul was deceived by, it was not the prophet of God. It was one of the demons a masquerading demon deceiving the king of Israel exactly the same tonight as demons are deceiving millions of Americans and Australians who are tied up with the occult and the spirit world. That's what the Bible says. Would you come over here to Acts chapter 7, verse 59? Acts chapter 7, verse 59, verse 60. The Bible is wonderfully consistent. The Bible, my friend, doesn't make any errors in this point. The Bible is God's infallible book. You can believe the Bible. Acts chapter 7, verse 58, 59. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he said this, he fell, the Bible says, asleep. What happened, my friend, to Stephen? Tell me. What happened when he died? Tell me what the Bible says. The Bible says he fell asleep. 
The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, we are not all going to sleep. Some of us are going to be alive when Jesus comes. But one thing is certain, Jesus is going to raise the dead and wake them up and take them home to glory. That's what the Bible says, you say. Now, I want you to come now to the words of Jesus, page 1038, John 5, 28, 29, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John chapter 5, verse 28, 29. John chapter 5, 28, 29, to the very words of Jesus Christ. John 5, 28, 29. Have you got it? Am I going too fast? Because I can go a lot faster. John, I can go faster. John 5. 28, 29. Is that fast enough? Fast enough, ma'am? John 5, 28, 29. The Bible says, Jesus says, Do not marvel at this. Don't be amazed. For the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves, where? In the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who've done good to the resurrection of life, those who've done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Listen, friend, let me come to the blackboard again because I want you to see this. I want you to know this. I want your faith to be sunk right down in the Word of God. I want you to be convinced from Holy Scripture. The Bible says... The dead know not nothing, and the Bible says also, the dead are, these are the words of Jesus, the dead are sleeping. And did you know that Daniel chapter 12 says, when Jesus comes, those that sleep in the dust of the earth are going to wake up some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Therefore, on the basis of God's holy word, I do not believe for one moment that that being in the ancient seance chamber was the prophet Samuel. It was a demon deceiving the king. And I want to tell you tonight, you listen to me, if there is any person here tonight going along to a seance chamber, and you think that you are seeing your dead loved ones and they are giving you intimate secrets. And I know it is happening in a million homes tonight in the United States of America. It is happening in Europe. It is happening in England. It is happening in Australia. It is happening all around the world. And it is happening because people are trusting in their feelings and they are not trusting in the Holy Word of God. You see, when I was running my meetings down in the Dallas Brooks, that great theater in the city of Melbourne, that's a great city, three million people, beautiful British city, beautiful climate, lovely city, very European. When I first started the meetings, family came along and they said to me, we know what you are going to talk about, and here is an outline of 
the subjects you'll be talking about. I hadn't even published those subjects. I said, how did you know? How do you know? They said, we are in contact with the ascended masters. These are some of the great masters who have lived in this earth and they come down here and they talk to us and they commune with us every night. And I said, why are you coming to the meetings? They said, these great beings have sent us to the meetings to get you to come on their side. My friend, those beings and the ascended masters are all through America, all through America. Those ascended masters are ascended masters and those masters are master demons and they are deceiving millions of people. Did you know that the greatest explosion religious explosion in the United States of America is not a Christian explosion. The greatest religious explosion is the explosion of the occult. And it has invaded almost every Christian church. And the reason... Now this is going to stun some of you. There is a reason... And if you came last night, you will know the reason. The Bible teaches that the dead are sleeping, awaiting the resurrection. Jesus taught it. Paul taught it. But the Christian world has been reading this book through the spectacles of Socrates and the rest of the Greeks who believed that the body was a shell that imprisoned an immortal soul that went to God at death that is not the teaching of the Bible. That is the teaching of the Church of Rome who got it from the Romans, who got it from the Greeks, who got it from the Babylonians, who got it from the Egyptians, who got it from the devil. And because that idea is believed, most Christians have got no defense against the last great deception. And I have people, my friend, in cities around the world and they come to me and they say, we can't believe what you say. They say, we can't accept what you say. And I say, why can't you accept what I say? And they say, we can't accept what you say because we have the evidence. We've seen our loved ones. That mother said, I've seen my little baby. I know it is true. We have the evidence. My friend, they are deceived by masquerading, impersonating demons. And don't think just because you go to a seance and pray in the name of Jesus, it's going to help you. The Bible says, Jesus says, in the last days, millions are going to come to him and they're going to say, Lord, didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do miracles in your name? And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, I never even knew you. Did you know Jesus says that? And the thing that scares me, I want to tell you folks something because I love you. The thing that scares me more than anything else about the great land of America is the great emotionalism in religion and the lack of real Bible study. I don't say that to you because I want to hurt you. I say it to you because it's the truth. And I am tired, my friend, of turning on television and seeing people brainwashed by very clever religious manipulators. 
who seem to be more interested in money than they are in the souls of the people. Listen. You and I have got our work to do, and that is to search the Scriptures. We've got a work to do in this land of America, and our work, my friend, is to get back to the Holy Word of God and to get back to a thus saith the Lord and be prepared to do what Jesus, my Lord, tells me to do. That's what Jesus wants you to do. And you can hear his voice tonight, can't you? That's what Jesus wants you to do. He wants you and me to have more than a superficial, religious, ecstatic experience. He wants you and me tonight to have a faith in the holy word of a holy God. Would you come over here to page? You know, it's pretty solemn, isn't it? And it's the same in Australia. Come over here to page double one three four, Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. Second Corinthians eleven verse fourteen. Second Corinthians chapter eleven and verse fourteen. And I want you to notice what it says here about the great power of the devil. Second Corinthians eleven verse fourteen. Please turn to it. Two Corinthians chapter eleven. And we're going to look at verse 14. The Bible says, and no wonder. It says, this is no wonder when you know the truth. And no wonder. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. I say, friend, if the devil can, can transform himself into an angel of light, then certainly he can impersonate your dead loved ones. That's what the Bible says. It says that the, the same devil who deceived King Saul has the ability to deceive you and to come back and to impersonate your dear ones.